Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and trending. I'm your host, Doug Tremont in Ontario, Canada. This is May the 2nd, Sunday at 9.05 a.m. Thank you for joining me. In the framework of reopening Ontario, did it work? I'm not really sure about that. Thank you for joining me. having a good weekend so far i don't know if it's gonna rain or it's gonna be sunshine in today here in southern ontario not sure about that it really hasn't given haven't made up his mind yet so um you know hey thank you for joining me this morning so this morning and like um other mornings um here uh, before I start my show, um, I go out and I get myself a coffee. And then, you know, waking up, you know, getting all refreshed to start the show and stuff like that. Um, just to relax a little bit. I listen to music. Now, Probably about three weeks ago, um, I was on uh, just looking through stuff on, on YouTube, and a video uh, came up of this rock band, and it is a family rock band consisting of five members from the age 20 to the age 11. And the band is called Liliac. And the video that was up on there, it looks like it was back from 2017. And they're on the pier, uh, Santa Monica, California. And they're doing the cover, uh, Crazy Train, Ozzy Osbourne. And if you haven't checked out this family rock band, you got to check them out because uh, this family is for real. And I'm telling you, it's gonna blow you away. So I listen So I listen to the music before I get going. That's why sometimes, you know, <laughs> my show doesn't start to about 9.05 or 9.10, you know, because I'm just finishing up listening to music, relaxing, having, having some coffee and that. So, you know, here, here in, in you know, in, in Ontario and other provinces, you know, they have their, um, you know, their opening, reopening framework, and they have all their policies and poli policies and procedures in place. And um, Ontario being the largest province of Canada. Um, from our from our health experts uh, experts um, saying that um, some of the policies that won't that won't work to fight the virus and over time you know that's been proven to be the case now the Ontario Science Advisory. Um, they had released the way forward for the province to manage the COVID-19 pandemic with a list of thick, uh, six things that will reduce COVID-19 transmissions, protect the healthcare system, and allow the province to reopen safely. 
you know, including wearing your mask, social distancing, don't gather in large groups. You know what? We hear this every single day. Now, our premier doesn't always follow that advice. And one one advice that he hasn't followed really, it just goes in one ear and out the next, was putting together a sick pay benefits for the essential workers. So they didn't have to worry about going, not going into work and not making a paycheck. And I'm talking about when it comes to essential workers, I'm talking about families, individuals who are the low wage earners. So, and that was, a, that was, that has just been nothing but a struggle with this government of Ontario. The previous government put in place in, in, in the, uh, in the workplace, sick pay benefits until this government came in and took it all away. And have to basically, you know, other parties and in, in healthcare professionals, you know, basically arguing and putting their case forward that sick pay will help prevent and hopefully stop workplace outbreaks of COVID-19. Now, just the other day, Amazon here in Ontario, they have another, they have a a third location that has now gone into partial closure because of an outbreak of COVID. And this is what the government is doing with workplaces. If they have five or more cases, they either will be closed or there'll be a partial closure. The sick benefits have now just started. Experts alike, businesses alike. It's too little, too late. Now the the science table has always said that We need things that are going to work. Now, what they're saying will work, of course, you know, in the essential workplaces, you know, but the list of what stays open, you know, must be short as possible. That means permitting only truly essential indoor workplaces to stay open and strictly enforcing the COVID-19 safety measures in those places. Paying the essentials workers to stay home when they are sick, exposed or need to take time off to get vaccinated. This has been a huge argument and it was going back and forth between the healthcare professionals the provincial government, the federal government, everybody blaming everybody. They passed this bill of $200 up to three days for individuals who would have to stay home, need to get vaccinated, and then they can access the federal monies that they're available, but they also called on the government to at least five days, at least five days sick pay. 
because it takes time to apply for the other benefits. And accelerating the vaccinations of essential workers and those who live in the hotspots. Now, throughout this whole time of this pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, they never doused the hot spots. Now, the city of Toronto, the Peel region, Mississauga, York region, all surrounds that's that city of Toronto. They have been in gray lockdown since November, November 2020, where other regions around them were able to open under certain restrictions. And yet this fire has always been burning there and it's never been doused. So eliminating, eliminating the hot spots. Toronto in that area right now, ladies and gentlemen, It's only gotten worse. Now, of course, you know, with the vaccination going on, and of course, it started out in with our most vulnerable citizens in our nursing homes, retirement homes, health care. And then moving the vaccine into the population, going by age groups, not getting the essential workers into that, not getting the time, you know, because they didn't think it was necessary. And now they're targeting this hotspot. They, I guess they just came to the conclusion that you can't keep throwing water on a gasoline fire. And I keep saying this. You throw water on a gasoline fire, it's just going to spread. They never really did anything about that area. Except keep them in the gray lockdown. Thinking that's working. Limiting mobility, that means restricting movement between regions of the province and restricting movement into the province. Well, we're, we're restricting movement, movement into the province now. Canada sits, or Ontario sits between Manitoba and Quebec. And they're restricting movement into this province only for essential reason for for essential purposes as which these healthcare professionals have been calling on for a long time and just seems to be landing on deaf ears just like the pay the pay sick benefit and just like vaccinating those hot spots fell on deaf ears this is why we're you know, we're in the third wave, ladies and gentlemen, our, our third lockdown here in Ontario. Another thing that the science table is focusing on public health guidance that work. That means Ontarians can't gather indoors with people from outside of their household with very limited exception of safe indoor work or essential workplaces. That means Ontarios can spend time with each other outdoors, distancing two meters, wearing masks, keeping hands clean. Keeping people safely connected. Maintaining social connections and outdoor activity are important to our overall physical and mental health. 
This means allowing small groups of people from different households to meet outside with masking and two meters distancing. It means keeping playgrounds open and clearly encouraging safe outdoor activities. Keeping the playgrounds open for the children. That's what the government here in Ontario has done. Encouraging safe outdoor activities. Well, here in Ontario, Canada, ladies and gentlemen, is the only place in North America where you cannot play golf. You can't play tennis. You can't use the skateboard parks. You can't do safe outdoor group exercise. It's the only place in North America where you can't do those things. And the science table is saying that it is clearly encouraging to have safe outdoor activities. You can't even go to the basketball court and shoot some hoops. Only in Ontario. The only place in North America. Now, what they're saying that won't work. Policies that, policies obviously that harm or neglect racialized, marginal, marginalized, or other vulnerable populations will not be effective against disease that already affects those groups. And for these reasons, pandemic policies should be examined through an equity lens to ensure that these communities benefit. See, the Ontario government thinks this works. It doesn't work. And as noted in repeated studies from around the world, inconsistent policies with no clear link to science evidence are ineffective to fighting COVID-19. There is no trade-off between economic and social health priorities in the midst of the, of the pandemic that is out of control. The fastest way back into all other things to make life better to normal is to get this disease under control as quickly as we can. Now, not targeting these areas, the hot spots, not having that pay, sick pay benefit in place shutting down all safe outdoor amenities that we were able to do and were doing and weren't a cause for an alarm. It was not spreading the virus. This goes against what the science table is saying. Now, another thing that wasn't working in my opinion, was our part of our reopening frame here in Ontario. And that was using color codes. Now, Let this come up here. Now, starting with the color codes, we can work backwards from here because we are in the gray lockdown with some other added measures in there in, in the, uh, in the workplace, like for the big box stores, for instance, um, the Walmarts and the Costco's, they had to, 
um, block off all non-essential items in their stores, which they didn't have to do that before, but they do now. Now, starting with the gray lockdown, you know, um, meaning that the, um, the restrictions for this level include prohibiting all indoor social gatherings, reducing capacity and organized outdoor public e events to a maximum of 10 people, which we don't even have that. So outdoor, outdoor um, public events, whatever, people just to be able to go play around the golf, that's not happening. Of course, the, uh, the dining establishments and bars are closed for indoor and outdoor. Sports and uh, fitness facilities are, are, all, are all closed. So going through the framework here and then into the red control, you know, that meant, you know, you could have... Um, Some restrictions for this level, including reducing organized public events and social gatherings to five people indoors and 25 people outdoors. Reducing capacity at indoor dining establishments. And of course, you know, the, the gyms and the fitness to a maximum of 10 people inside. Closing cinemas and closing performing arts. And then the orange restricted allowed more people to do more things indoors and outdoors. Same with the yellow. It got to be that you could have, you know, um, I think it was up to 100 patrons in your establishment for bars and restaurants, patios. And then they had the, the green prevent. Now, green prevent doesn't mean green light, that it's a good to go. It's still a prevention, just more people could do more things indoors and outdoors. Now, when you have an area such as the greater Toronto area and you keep them in lockdown, in the gray lockdown zone, and you allow all areas around them to go through these colors, these, these uh, color codes, where do you think the people from the gray lockdown are going to go? They're going to go to the less restrictive areas. Now, the whole province is in the gray lockdown. In my opinion, this didn't work. If the government wants this procedure or these policies to work, then everybody has to move into the same color all at the same time. going from the gray lockdown into the red control. Hopefully our numbers are get down enough that we can do that. Not saying London, Ontario, where I reside, oh, you can move into the green and other areas outside of the city can go into the yellow or the orange Oh, but the Toronto region has to stay in the gray lockdown. That's not going to go over very well, and it hasn't gone over very well. If we're going to restrict, then we have to restrict everybody, and we have to move into the same color codes as everybody else. Now, health officials here across the province, the science table that supposedly Doug Ford listens to,
for you know closing these outdoor amenities you know doug ford always says he he's 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 for um he he said that he's for mental health he said that he's for you know um activities that are safe to do outside And yet he just goes against what experts are saying. Oh, but, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, but I have other doctors I listen to as well. You know, we have the Ontario medical doctor who's in charge of Ontario and, and that. So, and of course his own, his own panel. So he just, as far as I'm concerned, he just brushes off the science table, these top doctors, and just goes with what he wants to do. Thinking that it's the right thing because ladies and gentlemen, like I think it was like over three weeks ago um, when he shut down the province and even closed the playgrounds for the kids and implemented new uh, police procedures. You know, um, that was a serious problem. And especially it was a serious problem when he gave the police extra special powers in which the police come out right away and said, we are not going to be doing that. Meaning that, you know, they could stop any pedestrian. They could stop any motorist. That was not going to happen. The backlash came on the children's playgrounds and he retracted that. He opened the playgrounds back up. But he did not reopen the safe activities that we've been doing that has not been causing a problem. Like golf. You know, in, in, the, in this past year, um, before he stopped these outdoor activities, there was over 20 million rounds of golf played. And not one single case came from that. People were able to have their outdoor um, exercise classes with a minimum people, safe activity, not a single case. Now the healthcare professionals say that yes it is less riskier but it's not a hundred percent bulletproof outdoor activities but how much further can you be apart from one another on a golf course how further do you need to be away from one another to play tennis How further do you need to be away from one another to have a small group of people doing an outdoor exercise? And I've seen them out there doing it, the outdoor exercises. And they're even more than six feet apart. Not a single case came from that. My opinion, what I think drives this pandemic, drives this virus, 
how how maybe how people are, are contracting this virus. One I think is bad luck being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Gathering in large groups, not social distancing, not mask wearing. House parties. And the other one is that, you know, when people are having symptoms, the low, low, the low wage workers have to make that choice whether to go into work or not to keep the food on the table, to be able to still pay the rent. is driving these workplace outbreaks. But these experts, you know, are starting to stand up for the citizens of Ontario that these safe out, outdoor activities should be allowed. As the weather gets nicer, you know, even, let's say for an example, if, if, the, uh, if, the, if the lakes were nice and calm, not wavy, you know, you can't even take your boat out. The marinas can be open for service, but you can't take your boat on the water. I wouldn't take the boat on the water right now because, you know, the lakes are still pretty, pretty wavy, pretty choppy. But when that happens, when it gets better, you know, we can't do anything like, we can't even do anything like that. Now, our restrictions that we have right now are on until the 20th of May, which is the long weekend, start of the long weekend that kicks off all our summer events and our, and our fun times and our fun adventures going to the cottage, opening up the cottage, going camping, going to the beach. Our cases are still about 3,500 a day. You know, so we're only looking at, you know, just a little over two weeks. If we don't get these numbers down, if we don't get this percentage rate down right now, it's sitting about 8%. If we don't get that down under 5% or even under 4% in the next two weeks and a bit, I doubt that you'll be able to go to the cottage. You'll be gathering on any beaches or any campgrounds that we love to do here in Ontario on the 2-4 weekend. Now there was another article here um, in the city of Toronto, being that, you know, Toronto is one of the hot spots, 
right now. Toronto businesses are preparing for curbside patios in early May ahead of the lock lockdown end date. Well, when there is emergency orders put in into play here, there really is no end date when they have a, you know, when they haven't acted um, the state of emergency. That can be extended. Now the government could buy, let's say around um, the 12th of May, which is only 10 days away. If we're, sti if we're still seeing numbers of 3,500 or more a day, these patios will not be opening. Now I understand, you know, everybody, you know, the frustration with these orders and everybody, you know, wants to be able to just sit on a patio and enjoy a beverage. Now, last year they had all this stuff throughout the summertime, except for Toronto, because they were still in the gray lockdown. And they and they've been they've been there. It's like they've never come out of this. I would not be holding my breath. in hopes that these lockdowns will be lifted in the next couple weeks. You know, they, they want to get the vaccines in the arms as fast as they possibly can. You know, they want to, you know, I mean, that's got to take time for, you know, for that vaccine to start working. You know, it's not magic. They don't give you a shot in the arm and you're protected right away. That's not how it works. They say by the end of May that anybody um, 18 and older will be able to get their first shot. You know, because here in Canada, we're the only country in the world that after you get your first shot, you have to wait four months for your second shot because they want to get as many needles in the arms as they possibly can. Now... Toronto, like, you know, the, you know, the Toronto, I mean, the officials in Toronto are, are even looking, you know, getting, you know, these curbside patios open because some of these restaurants, they just, they don't have a patio, you know, cause they're, they're right on, you know, right on the street and they don't have that, that area to have a patio. So these, they set up the curbside patios on the sidewalk. You know, so the officials said that 720 curb lane cafes and 71 uh, public um, parkets are being reviewed for placement as part of the city's um, cafe program, you know, to get going. You know, it's, you know, you know, when it's, you know, when it's bad, ladies and gentlemen, you know, when things are getting bad, when you have doctors and nurses from other regions 
to come into Ontario to help in the ICUs. You know that it was getting bad when you have your military and highly specialized trained individuals who can work also in the ICUs, you know things are not good. I know people are getting their hopes up. I know people want to be able to, you know, um, go to their cottage and stuff like that. But if you cannot do safe outdoor activities that has been deemed safe, that has been proven safe, what makes anybody think that they're going to be able to go to the cottage? What makes anybody think that the patios will open up in the next 10 days? Doesn't look like the, the premier is going to open up these safe outdoor activities to be able to go and have a play around a golf or have your small group of ex exercise classes outside or even just to go, you know, take a friend and, and play some tennis. He's not, he's not going to let that happen. And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to admit it. These frameworks you know for safe or for safe opening are, are not bulletproof either. So, so the indoor dining um, had been prohibited in Toronto for much of the pandemic and even outdoors as well on patios in the Toronto area for much of this pandemic. You know, with the stay-at-home orders, which prohibits all in-person dining, is scheduled to be lifted on May the 20th. It is possible that the province will extend. It is possible that the province will extend that order, and they probably begin to extend it to the end of May. They could extend it another 30 days, and it would bring you right into the middle of, um, well, to the middle of June if these numbers don't drop dramatically in the next 18 days. The mayor of Toronto is urging the residents not to use the curbside patios until outdoor dining is allowed again in Toronto. Now, before we went into this third lockdown and other regions were allowed to have patios open and people could sit in the restaurants where Toronto, you could not do that because they were in the gray lockdown. And I think it was only a couple weeks before the lockdown took place, they allowed Toronto to have their outdoor patios open, but then only to shut them down two weeks later. Unfortunately, as citizens, I feel that we will be, it'll be a far reach to have our hopes up that these amenities will be allowed 
in the short term, which they will not be. Our framework of reopening, you know, if, if it was going to work, then, you know, if it did work the way the government was doing things, then we wouldn't be in a third lockdown, potentially. Health experts, even the top doctor of Canada has said that these, these measures needed to be involving everyone and not lifting the restrictions too soon and not lifting the restrictions for others and not do it for other areas. We needed to all stay in the same restrictions, which never happened. And our top doctor of Canada said that we need to target these hot spots. We needed to target the essential workers. We needed to have a sick benefit for the essential workers. But in my opinion, that just was ignored. And here we are in a third lockdown. I don't know where Doug Ford is going with this. I don't know what he's thinking. Sometimes what he thinks and says is not reflecting on what the, the, the top health experts are saying and calling for. Now, with the rules of flying into Canada from Canadians coming home from wherever where you went, even though there was travel advisories um, in effect, for those who are, are flying back into the country, that they must have a negative test before their flight. They have to take another test when they arrive in Canada and they have to isolate in a mandated government hotel for three days. Other Canadians coming back into Canada as they would fly into um, the cities that border um, Canada, they would either walk across or they would cab it across, which exempts them from any of those other rules I just mentioned. And Doug Ford, our premier, says those people that are doing that are bringing these variants in. And that's not true. These variants were here long before this. The variants were here when people started to go to down to Florida for the winter time. People who went to Florida and other areas, they were able to get vaccinated because they're part-time citizens. They stay there for six months. So they're able to get vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So they're not driving these variants. These variants were already here. So where he came up with that assumption, I have no idea. He wants that stopped. He's calling on the federal government to uh, stop 
Canadians from just cabbing it back into Canada or walking across and they don't have to go to a mandated hotel for three days. You know, you can't do for one and not the other. Whether the federal government is going to do that because the borders are controlled by the federal government. But again, Doug Ford, you know, he tries to lame blame someplace else as saying that these Canadians walking across or cabbing across or driving the variants, which is fake, which is false. It's not true. I don't know why he would even say that. I have no idea why. I mean, I scratch my head. Healthcare professionals are scratching their head. Opposition leaders are scratching their head. Where did he even come up with that? We need to target these, we need to target these hot spots in which they are starting, you know, which they are starting to do now, you know, Doug Ford just, you know, did it must have, something must have landed and knocked them on his head to wake them up. Because they are now targeting the greater Toronto area in Toronto. By having the, um, the military and the highly trained professionals in the military to come into the hospitals and other nurses and doctors coming from other provinces into Ontario to help. Starting the sick pay program, like I said, it's $200 for three days. Experts and, and businesses are like saying it's too little too late. It should have been in place. It should not have been, you know, on the chopping blocks when he took office. It should have always been there. It's not going to stay, ladies and gentlemen. This pay pays uh sick pay um i think he has it going up to um september so we're back to some sort of normalcy and you know the numbers are staying extremely low he'll take he'll he'll abolish that sick pay he has no intention of keeping it. Which the previous government, if they had gotten reelected, it would be permanent. I mean, like our, our federal government and their policies and their, um, um, benefits that they are offering to Canadians. I mean, at some point in time, they will come to an end too. But not until this pandemic is over. Yes, the availability funds will be less as we move forward. You know, hopefully by you know, next fall and moving into winter in the end of the year. And like myself and people all over the world, we're hoping that it'll come to an end by that time. Hopefully. I don't know. 
the way things are unfolding in Pakistan and India and other countries around the world, I don't know. Here in North America, you know, we keep driving these needles into the arms of people and getting the population vaccinated, North America, hopefully will be in a much better place by the end of the year. That's just the wait see, I guess. And again, that'll depend on our behaviors. I get it. People are frustrated. You see it. People are protesting. You see it. This is something that we have never experienced in our lifetimes. You know, I'm pretty, you know, I'm not pretty sure, but, you know, think about, you know, the 1918 uh, pandemic of the Spanish flu that riddled the world after the war. I'm sure over time they became frustrated. You know, they did the same things, ladies and gentlemen, with the lockdowns stay-at-home orders. They even went as far as that you had to wear a mask outdoors. Didn't matter. They made it law. Closing, closing businesses, closing schools. They did all these things back in 1918. And we're doing these same things today, over a hundred years later. We all need to work together It's frustrating, it's challenging, it's affecting all of us. We all have COVID fatigue. It's affecting our mental health. It's affecting our finances. As it did back in 1918. But they didn't have a vaccine to help them. The world had to ride it out. We're lucky that we have a vaccine and vaccines for this virus. And even though we get vaccinated, these rules don't get lifted for you because you've been vaccinated. You still have to follow the rules. Until we can get everybody vaccinated and until we get a green light, you know, and then we can have that world celebration. We can have the biggest party on this planet. But until then, we have to do our part. People are going to protest. Of course they are. The government is not going to change their tune. But hopefully soon we'll, we'll, we'll get into a better place. That's all we can hope for. But thank you for joining me this morning, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you taking your time out of your morning 
out of your weekend to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Well, thank you for all the likes, staying on my show, following me. Well, thank you. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Be safe, take care, and thank you.